Hey, welcome to the first episode of Skeeters, a.k.a. Matty P., a.k.a. whatever the hell you want to call me. Uh, this is just a podcast here to kind of go over a few things as far as Cincinnati sports. They don't get any recognition in the national media at all. And have you seen what the hell Joe Burrow has been doing for the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, this kid is unreal. And there couldn't be a better week <clears throat> excuse me, to be a Cincinnati sports fan. I mean, the Bearcats, they're undefeated. Head into a Friday night matchup, which at home, they should just take care of business. That defense is for real. Okay, and as long as the quarterback doesn't turn the ball over, I mean, I think Ritter's awesome. Um, He's shown ridiculous growth into this year. But back to the Cincinnati Bengals, our one and true love here in the Queen City. And, you know, I was looking up a few things for the Steelers-Bengals rivalry just to kind of get us jacked up. And, man, it's been nasty. But we've gotten our ass beat here over the last several years. You know, 09, when we made our run. And we all know how that ended. You know, it's been 10, what, almost 11 years? And we just get pounded year after year. And it's just demoralizing. But this year, there's hope. You know, there's that little thing called it that our quarterback has now. You can't really put a word as to what you're really seeing out of Burrow. I mean, I've never seen a kid come into the NFL, act so professional, say all the right things. Everybody loves him. The coaches love him. He's got more talent than LeBron James, you know, uh, to be frank. I mean, this is the kind of kid that, I mean, Athletically, he doesn't look much different than your average football player. Physically, he's average. I mean, they were joking around about his hands being not big enough. But, I mean, what the hell was that all about? Obviously, he can put the ball wherever the fuck he wants to. I mean, the pass to Boyd last week, where Boyd wasn't even looking, Burrow just thinks it's hilarious that he's putting these balls in places where These receivers are looking up going, what the hell? And here it comes, and it's right in their fucking breadbasket. I mean, that pass to T. Higgins on the sideline last week. I mean, who in the hell besides Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers makes that throw? You know, and I don't know. The line opened up right around 8, I think it was, um, as Pittsburgh's favorite at home, as they should be, I guess, undefeated. But watching them play Dallas last week, I mean, I'm not afraid of this team. I mean, I'd take the Bengals in five. I mean, how many games have we been in this year? All of them. You know, minus the Ravens game where, you know, got a little out of hand. But Burrow's a rookie. Big matchup. Okay. I'm almost... Glad that we played the Ravens first, then the Steelers second. I wish we would have played them last week, you know, on our bye, coming off that big win at home against Tennessee, and then riding that momentum as we roll into Pittsburgh and just beat the living dog shit out of them motherfuckers. I mean, if you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, there is nothing you hate more than a fucking Pittsburgh Steeler. I mean, it's just, it makes you sick. The fucking towels, the annoying fans. I mean, it's just disgusting. And he, I'm not even from Cincinnati. Okay, I'm from Northern Ohio, right? And I kind of grew up a Browns fan. Then they sold the team, and then I got into football. And you know, there was no Browns. They went to Baltimore, and so we spited them for that. So not only do I hate the fucking Browns, I hate the fucking Steelers. Okay. Who else is left in our division, okay?
I mean the fucking Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens, okay? We hate them all. Every single year, twice a year, once at home, once away, we face these fuckers, and every single time, I mean, this city is jacked up. I mean, the Browns, I mean, Baker Mayfield, you know, (laughs) Congratulations. You know, you look like a Heisman Trophy winner when you play the Bengals and you look like fucking Joe dog shit versus everybody else in the fucking league with a winning record. Okay. Well, Joe Burrow did it in his first year. He came in. Okay. Not the gaudy. Just the. Oh, just the ignorance and the. Oh. The arrogance and, you know, all of the, just the bullshit that Baker Mayfield brings to the table. I mean, I would puke if he was our fucking quarterback. I'm so happy the Browns went ahead and drafted him number one overall. Because as we get into Andy Dalton and now Joe Burrow, things couldn't have worked out better. All right, Zach Taylor. All right, yeah, questionable play calls here, there, whatever. But the fucker's got him playing well, okay? He's been consistent with his message, okay? He's always told the media the kind of the same thing, and it gets annoying. I mean, I watch his fucking press conference every week, and it really does. It's it's the same narrative week in, week out. We're going to do things the right way. Okay, we're going to set up the game plan. We got to execute. We got to play hard. We got to do this. We got Well, no shit, Zach. Okay, we've been waiting on you to do that for the last, what, 26 games, whatever it may be. I mean, damn, dude, it's about time you beat a fucking opponent with a winning record. I mean, it was getting kind of old turning the TV on every Sunday at one o'clock, knowing you're just looking at the next version of fucking Marvin Lewis. I mean, it was brutal. But you got a kid in Joe Burrow that isn't afraid of primetime, actually thrives on it. And, I mean, he's so jacked up to be playing uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh at 4.30 this Sunday. It, I mean, I don't know how the kid controls his emotions. It's like he's on a constant prescription of Adderall and Xanax. He just keeps going, but he's never nervous. I mean, it's hilarious because the kid's confidence is not arrogant, But it's almost satisfying, you know? As a Bengals fan, you listen to this kid and you think it's about fucking time we got somebody in here that knows what the hell they're doing, you know? And we got pieces around him, okay? My boy Joe Mix, I mean, if he can stay healthy, which he has been, I mean, what, he's fumbled once in his life? I mean, the guy's just unbelievable. And I think... The offensive line's coming together. It is what it is, okay? Look at how many fucking teams in the NFL have a subpar to eh, okay offensive line. And then how many teams really can you name, okay, outside of the Chiefs, okay? Outside of, I don't know, we'll, we'll call it, you know, maybe the Colts or something like that that actually have a decent offensive line. But everybody else... These quarterbacks are running for their fucking life. It's because these defensive these defensive ends, they're like thoroughbreds with 4-4 speed. And they're 300 pounds. How the fuck are you going to stop that with a guy that is bigger than a fucking house, you know, and Bobby Hart? I mean, no wonder he looks like a jackass 90% of the time trying to block these guys. I mean, it's like trying to fucking block Usain Bolt and The Rock and a semi all in one. It really is. It's it's amazing, you know, and then you got a guy like Burrow that goes ahead and, what, gets hurt a few times last week. Doesn't take a sack at all, okay? But 
man, it's a great fucking weekend for sports. I mean, the Masters, the Bengals Steelers, UC's undefeated. I mean, it's a great fucking time to be a sports fan in Cincinnati. I mean, and as much beer as we fucking drink down here, I mean, people are going to be absolutely shit-faced from Friday at 6 o'clock until Sunday. Mm, A couple of us might make it to the primetime game, but I'd say about 9 o'clock on Sunday, 90% of this city is going to be fucking hit. I mean, it's over. I mean, here, you got undefeated Cincinnati playing Friday night. You got all college football, Alabama, LSU, if they even fucking play because of this COVID shit. Oh, Buckeyes are playing on Saturday, Michigan, Penn State. You know, there's some good shit going on, but it's the fucking Masters. So you got moving day at the Masters on Saturday. Then you wake up Sunday, and the Masters is on, like, at the ass crack of dawn. Okay? And then you got the 1 o'clock games. And then you got the Bengals at 4.30. I mean, people are going to be absolutely fucking destroyed by the time the Bengals come on. We're already going to have a Masters champion, and the 1 o'clock games are done. And then the Bengals come on? I mean, what the fuck are they trying to do to us? I mean, whoever's fucking scheduling this... this Well, I, I know we got flexed. We were supposed to be at 1 o'clock, and we got flexed to 4.30 because everybody wants to see the Bengals whip the Steelers' ass. But, you know, it is funny how everything's going to play out Sunday. And just kind of looking at what the hell's been going on this year. I mean, the Bengals are still averaging over 24 points a game. All right, they're 6-1 and one against the spread. Okay. The total has hit over in four of the last five Cincinnati games. And what that means to me is that Burrow is starting to put the ball in the fucking end zone. All right. You know, when he's getting a feel for some of these wide receivers and he's making his first read and he might be double clutching, doesn't want to make a mistake. Not that, I, not that I'm saying that he's doing this, but, you know, you're still a rookie and you, 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 you want to do well. Okay. And he's dealing with an offensive line that's in shambles. Receivers, which he spent no OTAs, no preseason, no nothing. He might as well have been playing with them on fucking Madden. Okay, and he's got better rapport with these receivers than Andy Dalton did with any of these guys since he entered the league. And we're not even halfway through the fucking season. We're at the bye week. And this kid looks like he's been playing for Cincinnati and with these receivers for five years. I mean, he's putting the ball in places where these guys aren't even out of their fucking break yet. And it's on them. It's in between the numbers. I mean, this kid is fucking for real. But Pittsburgh is also 5-1 against the spread in the last six games. And the total's been under in four of the last five games against Cincinnati. That is because... I mean, we've had some fucking bloodbaths. I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers the game on Monday Night Football where Vontez Burfecht comes across the middle and Juju Smith-Schuster lays him out and stands over top to him, stands over top of him like a fucking bitch, you know, after blindsiding somebody. And I remember Stephen A. Smith on ESPN the next day saying, man, Juju... I send my condolences in advance because when that motherfucker sees you again and he's lucky he never did and he's lucky Vontez was suspended 90% of his career. <coughs> Excuse me, but I'm I'm almost I'm almost like glad that it hasn't happened yet. Because Vontez Perfect is going to get his revenge. No Steeler is going to hit a Bengal like that. Okay? And we're going to forget about it? Are you fucking dreaming? Last time I checked, that motherfucker is going to be coming across the middle this week. Okay? And Jesse Bates is a bad motherfucker. Okay? 
He's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Check the stats. The kid is unbelievable. I mean, the the ball just has a nose for him instead of the other way. I mean, every fucking play he's there. I, I don't get it, you know. But it's awesome to see a Bengal, you know, with that kind of a nose for the football and in good hands. Um, you know, I think he's got a pick in the last two games. But, I mean, he's just playing unbelievable. But, yeah, at Pittsburgh, spread right now is Cincinnati getting six and a half. I'd take it all day long. You know, the money line's plus 235. I mean, it's it's really not a bad bet just to bet the Bengals straight up. I mean, we beat the Titans by more than what the Steelers did. The Steelers look like shit. They got no running game. James Conner, I mean, he's all right, you know, but that's it. You know, Unless the Steelers are in that fucking five-wide set and Ben's throwing the ball two seconds after he gets it because he's so fucking old, it's like he's moving in a goddamn wheelchair. And we saw, everybody saw his knee get collapsed on last week. And is that something that, you know, might hinder him this week and create an excuse for the fucking season? I, I sure as hell hope so. I hope they come out with every fucking excuse known to man because the Bengals are going to put the first L in the Steelers' record this year. I mean, they've been squeaking by, and the NFL's fucking hard, all right? I mean, look, we went up 21-0 in Indy, okay, and ended up losing the game because the NFL's fucking hard, okay? It's hard to score, and it's hard to defend. That's why there's only a few teams in the NFL that actually have an above-average offensive line, a good defense, a good safety, okay, a shutdown corner, three stud wide receivers, a good tight end, an all-pro quarterback, and a running back that likes to pound. I mean, besides the Chiefs, whose defense is suspect, I would say. I mean, they're only lost on the years, what, to the Raiders? Okay, what the fuck Raiders have? Henry Ruggs, David Carr, they beat the Chiefs, and we're talking about the Steelers and the Ravens and all these guys being the best team in the AFC. Maybe we should fucking talk about the Raiders a little bit. But I think the Raiders, a team like that, and a team like the Bengals, are kind of similar to where. You almost know what you're going to get every week. But you don't. You know, I love how Zach's mixing up the game plan a little. I mean, it's I mean, it's coming off of a Marvin Lewis era where it was run on first down, run on second down, pass on third down, punt, do over. I mean, it was fucking routine. And it got stale, okay? Obviously, Joe Burrow brings an element to this game where this kid this kid will throw it 100 times. He'll hand it off 100 times. He don't give a shit. He just wants to fucking win. And I, I tell you what, I dig it. Because there's nothing I'd rather see than my quarterback, the team I love in my city, have that kind of confidence without having the fucking attitude or the social media bullshit, okay, or tweeting this, that, and the other, or having a thousand progressive commercials, okay? Yeah, Baker Mayfield, he's got more fucking progressive commercials than he does have wins, okay? Don't even get me started on the Browns. It's a fucking joke. But, hey, Baltimore, you know they're tough to beat, tough to match up against, tough to stop, but... I ain't afraid of them. If the Steelers can beat them, I mean, the Bengals, I mean, when we come um, come around what? Um, let me see here. What is it? Week, um, was it week nine? I think it is. Um, I mean, as we get in to this latter part of the schedule, you know, we got Steelers, 
Redskins, Giants, Dolphins. Who knows what the hell two is going to do over the next three weeks. He could be in a fucking body cast by December the 6th when we face them in Miami. I do kind of like that, you know, that first, that first, um, you know, December game, you know, we're going to be in Miami and then we come back home and have a back-to-back home home against the Cowboys and then the Steelers again. And then, of course, we get the Texans, which at the front part of the year, before the Hopkins trade and everything, looked like a tough, a real, real, real tough finish. Especially when we didn't know what the fucking Cowboys were going to do. The Cowboys with Dak and Zeke and everybody else. And then to finish the season, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Ravens. At the beginning of the year, you'd have thought, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, that's a four-game stretch where you might get lucky to break even. But you're probably staring at one and three. You know, if you didn't see the Bengals play before this year. And you had no idea what the fuck Joe Burrow was. But there's no doubt in my mind he can win all four of them games. And actually, one, two, three, four. If he stays healthy and our our offensive line just is decent, you know, to where they're they're allowing maybe a couple of sacks a game, nothing too crazy, no, you know, no crazy shots on Burrow, and he can keep his head downfield. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, we went lost by three against the Chargers, lost by five against the Browns, tied the Eagles, okay? We beat the Jags for our first win, okay? And then we laid an egg against the Ravens, okay? So after four weeks, okay, we're one, two, and one, and then we get our brains beat in by the fucking Ravens, okay? But that next game, that's the one that really fucking hurts. The Colts. We came out, 21-point lead, end up laying an egg in the second half, only putting six on the board, and they beat us 31-27. And then we lose to the fucking Browns by a field goal. But we're in every game. And then finally, even with mixing out Geo, the stud, we end up putting 31 up on the board against the Titans. But look at what is so promising about what our offense is doing, okay? We put up 33 against the Jaguars. Skip over the Ravens game. It was a disaster. We put up 27 against the Colts defense, which they're top five in almost every fucking category. Then we put up 34 against the Browns, 31 against the Titans. So if I'm a bad man, I'm thinking over and the Bengals getting six and a half. I'm thinking Joe Burrow can keep you within two field goals. Don't you? I mean, damn. He hasn't shown us, besides one hiccup in week five there against the Ravens, where, I mean, you got Lamar Jackson running all over the fucking field. Our defense didn't know what the hell was going on. Carlos Dunlap is fucking uh, posting his house on Twitter and shit like that. I mean, we just got to get these motherfuckers out of here. That that just use social media as an outlet to to vent and to um, kind of let their presence known. And, you know, I want to trade. I want to trade. Uh, you know, here's my – I mean, here, dude. Just go into the fucking coach's office. Zach Taylor said the door's always fucking open. Tell him you don't like how you're being used, okay? And then we'll tell you that you hadn't made a play all fucking season and you're going to be held accountable for the first time in your fucking life, Okay? So if you want a fucking starting spot on this fucking team, then you're going to earn it, period. That's why John Ross is sitting on the fucking sideline, our number one draft pick, you know, our first round draft pick with fucking the fastest 40 of all time. And T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green are our three starters. And to tell you the truth, I'd rather have Auden Tate out there than this fucker that can't catch anything. Sure. To have that kind of speed, no quarterback is used to it. No wonder they can't connect. Because when he takes off like a bat out of hell, no quarterback is used to some motherfucker running that fast. No wonder they can't connect. 
or the ball's off by, you know, just this much or that much or this much or that much. And he, I mean, fumble fingers it around and whether it get picked or this, that, or the other. But the safeties, I mean, the safeties help over the top's always going to be there when he's on the field. So it's almost a blessing and, you know, and a curse to have a guy that's that fast. But eh, enough about him. He needs to fucking go. Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green, T. Higgins. That's four wide receivers that any club in the NFL right now would like to have. With Burroughs' chemistry, with the hands of Auden Tate, the routes of A.J., Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, the big playmaker, I mean, damn. It's just... It's a great time to be a sports fan in Cincinnati. And we'll get into the Reds in a later cast, but, I mean, I wanted to really talk about this weekend during this podcast because, no, Masters starts. Cincinnati, the Bearcats, they're undefeated. Could be going to the college football playoff. The Bengals have the Steelers this weekend. And the final round of the Masters and Bengals-Steelers are all going to be played from the time we wake up on Sunday until the time we go to bed. You'll have something to watch here in Cincinnati. Oh, and by the way, it's been 70 fucking degrees every day for the last week. It's a good week to be a sports fan in Cincinnati, to work in Cincinnati. Besides the fact of the fucking Brent Spets Bridge, that thing fucking caught on fire today, but, and nonetheless. But really, as I look at the last eight games of the schedule here, Steelers away, Washington away, Giants at home, Dolphins away, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Ravens. So, Let's say the Ravens pretty much got a playoff spot locked up. The Steelers as well. Can you see the Bengals, regardless of what happens this week, rattling off seven in a row to a Washington team that doesn't even have a fucking name? The Giants, let's face it. I mean, their best shot is maybe getting a win at home. I mean, Joe Judge has them playing hard. I get it. No Saquon Barkley. No this. No that. No this. I mean, they don't have any. They don't have any fucking talent. Nowhere near the talent we have at wide receiver. But Daniel Jones is all right. But that offensive line is fucking putrid. They're worse than the Bengals. So there's two very good possibilities at a back-to-back win. Okay. That puts us at four wins. We beat Tua down in Miami. That's at five. We beat the putrid Cowboys at home. That's six. Hmm. Steelers, Texans. Okay. Do the Steelers really need it? At, what, two, three games to go? And they're already undefeated. They've already got eight wins. Let's say one, two, three. That's, that's four weeks after this game. So that's, I mean, I don't see them running away with it. Plus the Ravens. You know, last game of the year, the Bengals are going to be ready. The Bengals are going to be ready to beat the Steelers' ass this Sunday on December 21st and every fucking year here thereafter. Joe Burrow is going to be the Steeler fucking killer. And the Ravens, well, running quarterbacks ain't going to last in the NFL. That's why Lamar ain't going to get his money. That's why he hadn't signed a contract extension, because they're just waiting for him to rip out his ACL. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you, you, you can't be that shifty as a quarterback in the NFL and expect to last year after year after year. I mean, he's already got what? He's probably got four or five different groin injuries or knee injuries or ankle or this, that, or the other. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, I applaud the kid for just, you know, getting his money, you know, playing as best as he could, um, playing his way for as many years as he could, but it ain't going to last. 
So as we as we go into the latter part of this season, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got eight games left. All right. We've played eight, and we're two, five, and one. Easily before three and one. Colts, Browns. Let alone the Thursday night game where we lost by five. Burrow's second game. But let's see what we can do. You know, um, that the tie to the Eagles was a really, I mean, that was a tough blow. But I think now that Zach coached his way to a win, okay, and Burrow, like he has been for the last several weeks, putting his team in position to win, okay, I think they have some confidence going against each other. And that defense knows that they ain't going to have to spend all fucking day on the field because their offense just goes three and out, uh, <clears throat> Andy. So, with a fresh defense, no Carlos Dunlap distraction, John Ross, go cry on the, fe- on, the, on the fucking practice squad somewhere, okay? We got four receivers that want to be there and want to play. AJ, Auden, Tyler, and um, who am I missing? AJ, Tyler, T. Higgins, Auden Tate. Those are the four we need on the field at all times. Tyler Boyd is fucking nasty. He's probably the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. And um, I tell you what, I can't wait to watch him play um, on Sunday. And hopefully, you know, the COVID bullshit, hopefully the Bengals can stay healthy and, and all that jazz. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the residual effects from it, 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 it's fucking some people up. It is what it is. Any any kind of sickness or disease or virus or whatever it may be, you ain't going to be the same after you have it. Okay, you know what the symptoms are. This and there. So many people have had it and not known it. Okay, I don't understand. You know, if you're not symptomatic, okay, these are professional athletes. Get out there and fucking play. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You ain't getting paid millions of dollars to sit at home and wipe your nose. That's just my candid opinion. I guess it's a little selfish just because I want to see the best of both teams out there so that the win is really validated, I guess you would call it. But, I mean, we got a fucking shot here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got seven very, very, very winnable games, and we'll see what the Ravens-Bengals game on on January 3rd. Um, Yeah, that's going to be a fucking mess. I got a wedding on New Year's Day. I don't know, Eric, what the fuck was that all about? New Year's Eve is there. Fucking Rose Bowl. Then on the third, we have Ravens-Bengals to fucking finish out the season. Jesus Christ. That's going to be a shit show week. But, man, um, I got some confidence going in here. Um, Sunday at 425. It looks like we have Monday night football. At home, which is awesome, when the Steelers come back and visit us. So let's get on a roll. I mean, Cincinnati sports hasn't been this promising since I moved here in 05. You know, we've always kind of been hanging around, hanging around, but we got a fucking stud at quarterback in Joe Burrow. The future is nothing but bright. Stay healthy, kid. God bless. I mean, just praying to God, um, you know, You cringe every time he falls to the ground. I mean, let's face it. He's our fucking franchise for the next 10 years. If the motherfucker goes down, we got nothing. We got nothing. He is the Cincinnati Bengals. But, I mean, Fickle's doing a great job at UC. So, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, Friday night, I expect UC to get another convincing win and show the college football playoff committee, hey, give, give these kids a shot, man. Um, I think they can hang with any Big Ten or SEC team. And then you got moving day at the Masters. Everybody rest up because Sunday is going to be a bitch. It's going to be fucking awesome. All right. Last tidbit. If you're betting a game, give me the Bengals plus six and a half in the over. 
I think there's going to be a few turnovers there, but I think it's going to be more of a shootout type game with less defense played. And I don't think that Steelers defense is going to be, you know, all it's cracked up to be. I mean, look what Dallas just did to it. (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. But who day, motherfuckers? Let's get a win this Sunday. Go Bearcats. Go T-Dub. Come on, Masters. Come on, Joe motherfucking Burrow. For Skeet in the city of Cincinnati, I'm out. Hey, y'all, this is episode two. Skeet talks Cincy sports. And uh, got a very special edition for you this evening. It's Friday night. We're getting a little hit. Okay, me and my dogs. Okay, this is Jake Nicholas. Okay, this motherfucker is one of the craziest and loyal dudes I've ever met in my life. Jake, say hi, man. How's it going, Cincinnati? Hell yeah. I'm repping the voice for Cincinnati. Hell yeah. This motherfucker is born and raised out of Mason, Ohio, so it's kind of the burbs. But... Don't hate. I, nah, but I just moved up here, too, because, I mean, let's face it, ain't nobody trying to live in downtown Cincinnati right Fuck now. No. I mean, damn. With the bridge uh, catch on fire. Right. All that shit. You can't even go to fucking Kentucky right now at all, period. Yeah. I mean, this motherfucker is burning on fire, and it wasn't even a riot. It wasn't even these crazy Black Lives Matter motherfuckers down there trying to burn the some bitch down. This was just a tanker that caught on fire and had a wreck in the Brent Spence Bridge. I think he might as well be on lockdown because hear, we ain't getting in. Did you hear today that um, I, they think it's going to be like a fucking month before no. the goddamn traffic gets back there again? No. I mean... DeWine says 30 to 90 days. Jesus Christ. No, it's going to be longer than that. They're going to have to... Did you see the video? I mean... They're going to have to rebuild the whole thing. And any of, any of y'all that have either lived in a tri-state or live in a city like Washington, D.C. or New York City, where there's a ton of traffic. All right, Cincinnati traffic ain't that bad, okay? Because Jake always taught me from the first time I met him, he said, he said, bitches sit in traffic, niggas whip. Okay, and that's nigga with an A, too, because, you know, we ain't trying to offend nobody. This is a non-racist podcast. Hell no, no, because I love black people. I mean, I got tons of friends that are black people. I mean, I don't know why people get all caught up in this white, black, brown, whatever it is. I mean, I really don't give a fuck. Just go to work, okay? Don't be a dickhead, okay? Don't fucking prey on the fucking week, okay? And just just be normal. I mean, I, I don't be know how hard it is. Human being. Right, I don't know how hard it is just to act normal, okay? I mean, you got all these crazy motherfuckers that are just going ballistic because Trump did this or Biden did this and... This this I tell you one thing. This podcast is gonna is gonna include everything except for fucking politics because ain't nobody give a fuck. Nah, nobody cares at all. Nobody cares. But hey, let's get into some fucking actual sports for the weekend because obviously, like I said earlier um, on podcast one, this is one of the best fucking weekends for sports. <laughs> Period. Okay, not just in Cincinnati, but in the whole in the whole world. I mean, except I mean, you're you free, got except you're in the SEC. Yeah, if you're in the SEC, you're you're, <laughs> salt, you're salty as hell. Cause your highlight game is Kentucky Vanderbilt. I mean, here, dude, you got more COVID than a, than a motherfucking nursing home. Okay, not to be not to be frank, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's more COVID going around down there. I mean, what the hell are you guys doing down south? Yeah, I mean, you got to figure something out. Shit, Skeet, we should have been living up to um, the third round of the Masters, going up until hell Alabama yeah. and LSU at night. Well. It's and, so, and speaking of the Masters, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's that's one thing that I, re- I really wanted to get started talking about because the Masters, I mean, the Masters is is golf, okay? If you're not a fucking golf fan at all and you want to actually be entertained by a tournament or whatever, I mean, there's fans of tennis, say, or, you know, or what, Jake? Like baseball, he, football, whatever. They just... Nobody nobody cares about any other golf tournament except when the Masters is on on Saturday and Sunday in April, okay, that, that second weekend in April where it always is, okay, or first or second weekend, but it's always there in early April right before Easter. 
and it's just something everybody flips. On. I mean, I remember watching it in '96 when Tiger, even if you don't Tiger like golf, wrestling. you have people who don't like golf. It was that will turn the masses. It was fucking unbelievable. The fans, so the roars, and everything. It, it's just so entertaining. And you know, without the fans there this year, it is a little weird. Okay, but as as a golfer myself, and and Jake, you play a little golf. Yeah, I, I mean, play you, golf. you're nothing too crazy, but I mean, it is fun. To see Tiger back out there beating that ass. You see Tiger was um it was four, was he? four under, under on Thursday. Four under on Thursday? Now he's even. I think that's fucking solid. No, he's not even part for the tournament. He's four under total. This was right? his, this was his first non bogey round in like a hundred and fifty something rounds. Like that's insane. Well, and for my betting for my betting fans. You need to get on Bovada or Vetum or, or whatever it may be. If you live in Pennsylvania, because, go to the Barstool Sports app. Yeah, uh, amen, amen. Shout out to them guys because those guys are fucking hilarious. They're hilarious. My God. But, hey, if if you go on them websites there, the Masters, okay, this is like the Super Bowl with prop bets, okay? There's so much shit you can bet on. I mean, you can bet whether or not the first guy that tees off uh, wears fucking pink shorts. I mean, there's all kinds of stupid prop bets, like hitting the fairway on two and three or not having a bogey in round two or whatever it may be. And so I fucked around, and I got um, Adam Scott, Colin Morikawa, and um, I think it was Justin Thomas, okay? If all three of those golfers end up in the top five, I think it pays like 8,000 to one. Yeah. I mean, it's just golf is so crazy, and you never know, but – you you can't win if you don't fucking try. So yeah. it is just it's funny, you know, to to look at the prop bets for the Masters because it is the Super Bowl of golf, okay. Yeah. And everybody's watching Tiger, okay, defending champ. And Jake, I mean, when you watch Tiger or whatever it may be, or you flip it on, and you see him tee off on one or make that fucking fifteen footer or fist pump, you know, like the like the picture I have here in the living room. I mean, what does that do to somebody that, you know, I I, I play golf all the time. What does that do to somebody that doesn't play golf all the time? I have no idea. But what do you feel when when Tiger does that? I mean, is it the same as when your favorite team scores touchdown? I mean, because no other golfer elicits that kind of response in people. I mean, you see these motherfuckers throwing beers, Jumping up and down, going crazy, hugging each other when Tiger makes a 15-footer for birdie. That's like, what, don't you? Uh, yeah, like on TV? Yeah. You, you yeah. see these crowds that follow him. It looks like a mass herd of fucking animals just following this this one lonely little animal around a golf course. And then, it rattle, and then it rattles the kid who's on 13. Who's right. Trying to putt, and Tiger's on 9. Right, Tiger's on 9, and, and, and he, makes a putt, he makes a 15-footer for birdie, and this place explodes. And, and I mean, they've never felt that because they weren't even right. alive when Tiger was in his right. thriving. It was so period. cool to to hear some of these guys like, like last year, you know, like Justin, well, two years ago, like Jake. I'm looking at the leaderboard, like like John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Marikawa, Rory McIlroy. These these fuckers were a dream in their daddy shorts when Tiger Woods started playing golf. Especially Marikawa. Like I mean, that, yeah, that motherfucker's 21, and he has a, a good beast. chance to win. Because and he's he's a major champion already, bro. Okay, but he played college golf. Jake, college it, golf Jake, is nobody. It makes me watching. puke. It makes me puke. That motherfucker made in one tournament, okay, more than I will make in my entire fucking career, okay. But well, not really. But I mean, it is not what really, it is. But, but you can see he made a ton. He made yeah. He made <laughs> one point one. I'm I'm looking at it right here. PGA champion Colin Morikawa, one point seven million dollars for winning one tournament to play golf. To play golf. I mean, this is fucking. Inc- I mean, it's crazy. And the Masters, as we see here, Jake, I'm going to pull up the leaderboard. There's a there's a few things that I'm going to look for this weekend. And one is how this fucking weather delay really screwed up the first two rounds and where the cut line's at. Yeah. I mean, I think the cut line they said was going to be right around even I think it was, I think it was uh, two under or yeah. one under. But, but really, uh, Masters tournaments have typically finished somewhere under 20 under par. Okay, after four days, you know, a, a solid four under par for four days would put you in contention. Okay, that I mean, and if you don't play golf, you don't understand how hard that actually is. Especially on but that course. The top 50 in ties, okay, is right. Yep, the cut line, Jake, was at even par. Okay, so we have a dynamite field. 
dynamite coming into Saturday and Sunday. But, I mean... Well, they got rid of half the field, so they're going to finish their second round tomorrow morning. Right. And then right. they're going to have right. to but just the second, but the, go back. Yeah, so basically, Jake, the cut hasn't happened yet. So... Um, it will tomorrow about noon. Most of these guys, from what I'm seeing, have gotten through 10, 11, 12 holes, something like that. Some guys that are that are still, you know, the Rory McIlroys of the world, the Ricky Fowlers, the Billy Horschels, the Cameron Champs, the Adam Scotts, all the, all the guys that, you know, you want to see Saturday and Sunday, they're in it. It's going to be a dynamite weekend. There's a ton of good NFL games on. And, Jake, um, one one game I wanted to ask you about, um, in the NFC because the NFC is just absolutely stacked. All right, with with teams that are all sort of similar, okay, but different, and they all got the same record, but they all do it a different way. Yeah, stacked. Is so in- Seattle and LA, the Rams, they play this weekend. Okay, that's one matchup I want to ask you about because that Seattle defense is it's dog shit. I mean, ESPN was blasting these motherfuckers this weekend like they were the worst defense on earth. And to tell you the truth, stat wise, I don't think there's anybody that gave up as many points all year as this fucking. And this is supposed to be the Legion of Boom, Richard Sherman. Um, what is it? Well, Chan- uh, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. These guys used to lay wood on people. I mean, you would be lucky to score fourteen on them. And they're giving up 40 a game. And Russell Wilson is just balling out. And then their one dude that they traded for hasn't – well, he played one game. Yeah. Well, then Came they got the – then, then obviously we're from Cincinnati, so we know they got Carlos Dunlap, okay? Yeah. We were we were glad to get rid of that motherfucker. because trash. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, here, dude. It, I mean, for the first time in your life, you were held accountable for something and you got all shitty and salty because you got some sort of attitude thinking that you're better than everybody else. Well, guess what, Carlos? You know, I love you. You're a great dude. You did great things for our community. Okay, just like Zach said, but you need to get out of our fucking locker room. And the moment you did, our defense stood up and stopped the leading rusher in the NFL. Most people thought Derrick Henry was the best running back in the NFL. Most people thought. Most people do, and most people still do. Most people still do, but with our our defense, like, they thought they were going to run all over us. But they didn't. (laughs) No, and they're thinking, yeah, exactly. And Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he got a good contract. I'm happy for him and that sort of thing. But the Titans are in bad. The, the Titans are in deep shit, dude. I'm telling you right now, they're in bad. They're in they're in deep shit. And me and Jake were were but right before we started the cast, we were looking at the 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 eight possible AFC playoff teams, and we're looking at you know. The expanded playoffs, you know, who's the Dolphins? Who can we do it? You know, the Dolphins are one of them teams that are, they're either going to go undefeated (laughs) for the last six or seven or whatever it may be. I don't know if they've had their bye yet, but they're they're either going to go undefeated for their last seven or eight, okay, because we're midway through the season, right? Or they're going to lose six out of eight or something stupid like that and miss the playoffs by a game or so. But, But, But in reality, I've already looked at their schedule, okay, it's not that bad. Okay, they're probably gonna they're probably gonna go five and three, six and two, something like that. If they just play normal football, but God knows. Like I was just telling you on uh, on podcast one on my first episode, who knows if two is gonna be in a body bag next weekend? I mean, God bless. I mean, I mean, I don't wish it, I don't wish injury on anybody. Like I always say, but damn, I mean, the dude can't sneeze without pulling a fucking muscle, or you know, I mean. A couple of the injuries he had at Alabama were just fucking stupid. Yeah, okay, so he's got he's got the Broncos, then the Jets. Win win. Then us. Okay, good game. Then the Chiefs. Okay. The Pats, Raiders, and Bills. Okay, so Chiefs, Pats, Raiders, Bills, the last four. But you gotta think, okay, with these teams that are sandbagging going into the playoffs or doing load management or something like that. What week does that really start? Is that two weeks out, three weeks out, or four weeks out? Or does it depend on your record? I think it you depends. see what I'm saying, Jake? I think, I think like, it like when you start pulling guys, if you're blowing like the Chiefs against the Jets or something like that, would you really play Patrick Mahomes? I mean, really? I mean, Jake, you could play quarterback for the motherfucking Chiefs against the Jets and blow them out by thirty. 
Okay, so w- w- when is it? When is it? How many weeks left in the season do you, do you go ahead and pull the plug, or do you just go balls to the wall because there's only one actual team that's going to get a ball? Well, it depends. Like you're trying. Well, it depends. First off, it depends. First, if we're going to have eight teams, if we're going to have the expanded playoffs, which was just announced, but that is if they cancel games. So if they cancel games, then they're going to expand the playoffs, which, and most likely with Roger Goodell's mind, that's money. So let's expand the, the playoffs and, let's, and have let's four. Make wild, more, yeah, let's make more money. Let's have four. Let's have four wild cards uh-huh. and let's have four division champions. But then I think that might leave out no buy. I don't know for sure. Uh, or a two week buy for some people. It yeah. could go either way. Well, and for for y'all that don't know, I mean, we'll get off the NFL for just a minute. We'll but we'll get back to it here in just a second. But uh, Jake and I both went to UC. Okay, we love the Bearcats. Okay, they just beat the dog shit out of ECU, fifty-five seventeen. So, covered. so Jake cover, Jake covered his bet. I don't know. I I mean, I did a parlay with um, Iowa, Minnesota, and and um, FIU, FAU, Florida International, and Florida Atlantic, whatever it may be. Okay. I don't know how that all shook out, but none, nonetheless, UC is nothing but impressive week in week out. They're blowing people out that they should blow out. They're beating guys that that that, that we're thinking are going to be tough games. They're beating them by four touchdowns. Okay, what do you think UC does entering a college football playoff against teams like Clemson, and Alabama? Honestly, what do you think, based on what you've seen so far? I think for Alabama, with their their Alabama's defense is not that good. With I Alabama, I haven't seen them. With Alabama, you might have a chance with Clemson. It would have been a good game to watch this weekend, Alabama-LSU, to see him. LSU is not Joe Burrow LSU, obviously. No, no. But, and they lost Jamar Chase, which is their prime dude. He's yeah. going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft, which was smart. Good point, point, I guess. Yeah, good point. You don't have Jamar Chase. You don't have... Half year, like they lost what they lost like seven or eight dudes off starting defense. Like, so Alabama probably would have beat the brakes off of them, but mm-hmm. then it's SSC versus SEC. Like, they're both extremely fast, regardless. LSU's second team defense is just as fast <laughs> as Cincinnati's. I mean, we watched these motherfuckers last year with Joe, um, with Joe Burrow, and it's just, I mean. When when you're playing behind a guy like that, okay, the, the mindset, the moxie, and everything like that is a little bit different. Okay, you're playing this year against maybe a second year quarterback. From I, I don't know the kid that's playing for LSU this year, right. but I know the, well, I know they got a couple losses. But I mean, the, the SEC, the SEC's tough. Okay, Joe Burrow ta- type talent doesn't come every year. Okay, so you're gonna draft good players. Okay, but you're gonna find a diamond in the rough once in a while. But down there in the SEC. Um, but that's what, that's what everybody's knock on was Burrow was like, well, he has fucking NFL receivers and NFL line, but look what he's doing with the f- subpar NFL line. But mm-hmm. granted, our receivers are fantastic, but that's what everybody's knock on was, well, we'll wait till he gets and doesn't have that NFL line. Well, I'm looking at Jake, uh, NFL Joe Live. Burrow. Yeah, NFL Live just popped on after the UC game, after we beat the dog shit out of ECU. I mean, Joe Burrow versus the front seven is the very first headline that comes up on NFL Live. People are watching this game. It's the first time, like I said in podcast one, this is the game that's going to get national attention. Okay, we got the undefeated Steelers coming to, uh, uh, we're going to or we're going to we're going to Pittsburgh, but we got an undefeated team. Okay, in the Pittsburgh Steelers that doesn't feel like an undefeated team. No analyst is putting them in their number one slot. Okay, everybody's still taking the Chiefs. Everybody's considering, you know, the Ravens above the, the above the Steelers, even though they barely, they barely beat, beat them. <laughs> and Lamar Lamar turned the ball over a couple of times, and this that, and the other. So, is it something, Jake? You think where the Steelers are legitimately worried this weekend? Oh, for sure. I think they are a hundred percent scared of Joe Burrow. I Who honestly, isn't? I honestly think that they are terrified. Of I don't Burrow. care. They've got eight games of tape on this kid, and Jake he does something every week that just boggles my fucking mind. I mean, he's putting the ball in places that I've never seen. Like because I don't watch every game every week. Okay, I wish I could, but we just we can't. We can't. Okay, we watch we're the highlights all, like human. everybody else. All right, we're human. We got kids. We can't but sit there but I mean, damn, Jake, 
I mean, this motherfucker's putting the ball in this places. That, putting shit that I mean, Mahomes. Nobody, yeah, nobody in Cincinnati has seen something like this before. That's why Ever. everybody around here is jacked up. Not even Carson okay? Palmer. Not only is UC undefeated, but the Bengals are as promising as they ever have been, and there's no Bengals fan in the city of Cincinnati that is really, I mean, they're disappointed in our record, but they know better, okay, because I guarantee you, if you're a Bengals fan, you've watched every game start to finish this year, and you understand there's a few questionable play calls at the end of games, and you understand there's there's a, a miracle fucking pass by Baker Mayfield to beat us, you know, late in that game. And it's just, God, we could be, Jake and I were just talking about, we could be four and three, we could be five and two, we could be five and whatever it may be. Out of, out of these eight games that we've played so far, I mean, damn, Jake, we could be seven and one. Easily. Easily. <sighs> Easily be one of the best teams in the fucking AFC. Easily. Well, it doesn't bode well for us that the Titans just got blown out by the Colts, but let's let's look at it this way. The Colts beat the Titans by 17. We beat the Titans by what? 10, 12, something like that? Yeah. Whatever it may be. The Steelers beat them by five. Yep. Okay. We had a 21-point lead on one of the best defenses in the NFL, which means these teams don't know what the fuck Joe Burrow's doing. They've got eight games of tape on them. They don't know what the fuck he's doing. I guarantee you he's got so much shit up his sleeve. Okay, and Zach Taylor was very tight-lipped about his uh, about what they were reviewing in the bye week and shit this week in his press conference. Um, and this week's press conference, uh, like I referenced in Podcast One, it wasn't the average deal. I mean, he had a smile on his face. He was chuckling. He was laughing. I think he was so happy to get rid of that Carlos Dunlap fucking drama. Yep. Okay, and, and move on and get a win against a good team with a winning record. And now... He sees a team that is ready to just fucking roll. Yeah. Eight games left in the season, so I don't know. What do you see? What do you see here? Obviously, it's a. It, it could be a look past game. It, it the the world's not coming to an end if we don't get the Steelers, okay? But we got the Giants coming up. We got Washington coming up. We got the Dolphins. We got Dallas, okay, at home. We got the Steelers again at home uh, before the year's end. Uh, I don't know, Jay. I, I feel like the second half of the year is really going to be interesting to see who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. But, um, well, I mean, they got us. And that's – then they then they go to Jacksonville. Then they have the Ravens. Pittsburgh? Yep. Then they go to – they have Washington, and then they go to the Bills, and then they come back to Cincinnati. They got the Colts, and they have the Browns. That Bills, Cincinnati, Browns, the the last three games of the year, that ain't gonna be no fucking cupcake, bro. Aren't the Bills seven and two? Yeah. Okay. Josh Allen is balling. Stephon Diggs is a G. Yeah, they are balling. I mean, they are playing real, real, real good football. And I mean, they don't talk a lot about the Bills. They don't talk about a lot, a lot about the Dolphins. You know, everybody's on Chiefs and Ravens. And to tell you the truth, who the fuck is Lamar beat? Well, everybody had – see, this is what I'm scared of with Joe is that nobody knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Just like Lamar, nobody knew what he was going to do last year, and he did whatever and he wins, the fuck and he, wins, he wanted to and do. He, and he wins the MVP. And then now he's not really doing that much because people have more tape on him. Didn't he just say last week that people were calling out his plays? They were saying, hey, he's going there, hey, he's going yeah. there, hey, well, he's going there. And – he said, you know, some of the when time run the same right. o- When you run the same yeah. offense over and but, over and over again, yeah. See, the problem with Lamar Jackson, though, is you can, you, Lamar Jackson can scream where he's running, okay, and you still ain't going to fucking stop it because he's that elusive. He's that electrifying. He's that. He's that dude. I mean, big of a difference. But because the fact that he went to Loserville and yeah. he fumbled against Kentucky and they won the game. Right. Well, no, no disrespect towards Louisville. <clears throat> No, but, not, not at all, Jake. No, not at all. No, I don't hate Louisville at all. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just it's just now they have tape on them. Yeah, yeah. And it's either and Mark think, Ingram's running up to the side I think the and big he's going to hand it to him or he's going to run it or he, he can't throw the ball. I mean, he's getting a little bit better, okay? But what outside threat do the, do the Ravens have that, that everybody's know. worried about? Hollywood Brown, okay? Yeah. Um, they, got Kenny, they, got, they got Kenny Stills. 
I think they, uh, they have that kid from UC. They, that's it. You know, and so he doesn't have a number one outside threat, which is why everybody was hoping Antonio Brown would go there because you know uh, Hollywood and him were cousins and this that, and the other. Yeah. But that locker room would have been destroyed. I wish Antonio Brown would have came back to the AFC uh, North because he would have he would have had a chip on his shoulder. And, and we own one. And we own, yeah, we own one. But he'd have <laughs> he, last, he he'd have last about two or three weeks, and he'd have been fucking suspended, or kicked out of the league. Luckily, and, we don't have Vontez Burford to end his fucking career. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but I mean this, but this weekend, okay, we got the Masters coming to a conclusion. We yep. got Bengals Steelers four thirty Sunday. Yep. Okay, Jake and I were talking earlier. He heard my first podcast. What do you think, Jake? Uh, I think the Bengals have moved to what six and a half points, five and a half points. It's seven, seven and a half right now. So if it, if it moved to seven and a half, that means people are betting Pittsburgh because Ben's probably going to play now, right? Yeah, unless you get yeah, unless you get the Rudolph show. Right, but, but even we if, just saw this last week with Matthew Stafford. Regardless, a decent team. Okay, with a quarterback that was on this COVID bullshit that didn't practice all week. Okay, and Ben with a bum knee to get in that therapy. Two bum You know that. I mean. It's pretty easy to hit a stationary target in the NFL. Okay, we got Sam Hubbard back this week. I think he's going to ravage that fucking. Uh, I mean, I mean, last week Dallas was able to get to him, and that defense is decimated. Their defense is terrible. And Dallas got to the, got to him to the terrible. point where he got hurt. And Dallas, I mean, their defense was the worst in the NFL. Yeah, it was to the point where Red or Rudolph, the Red Nose Reindeer, rolled out of there. <laughs> And he sucks. Everybody saw when he's he got hit. He's terrible. When he All got that, hit with that helmet in his that motherfucker, face. That motherfucker looks like a bent bottle of Gatorade. I cannot stand him. No, no, but everybody knows. Everybody knows Mason Rudolph ain't going to beat the Bengals this year. Okay? If we can defend the fucking tight ends, that's how we always get fucking yep. shot. But Vance McDonald's got COVID, so that motherfucker ain't playing, he's right? He's not playing? Well, God, no. He's the one that fucking, he's the one that everybody had contact tracing. Yeah. So, but they've got other they've got other guys. I mean, they always have a a, a six eight white white guy boy that looks like Rob Gronkowski that runs four four. That motherfucker is just wide open across yeah. the middle all day every day. Like and then sidearm a fucking steamroller, right? And uh, these motherfucking linebackers we got. Okay, they're running all over the place looking at each other, trying to stop the fucking underneath underneath dink and dunk shit that Pittsburgh likes to run. And then all of a sudden, here comes Juju Smith, or here comes you know um, Malcolm or something, across the middle, and they get him for thirty, they get him for forty, and they that's how Chase you. Claypool. That's how you, yeah, Clay Staples. Yeah, that's how you got to beat the Steelers. You got to stop that underneath shit. You got to stop the tight ends. Got to stop the crossing. Rounds. Because I think we can play. We can play one safety high with Jesse Bates. Play man coverage on the outside with a little help. And as long as we can get our front four to get a little pressure on Ben, I think we'll be in good shape. Yeah, and the one time they cross and J.C. Bates come over and fucking cracks him a new one, he ain't crossing again. No, no, and he deserves it. You get hit too. once, you ain't coming across ever again. Hell no. That's guaranteed. Hell no. But, all right, guys. Well, that's that's it for edition number two. Jake, good insight, man. Good points. Yep, I'm feeling it. We'll uh, be back. We'll, we'll be back Sunday after the Masters to recap the weekend with – since he, uh, the 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 Bearcats beating that ass and the covering winner. and covering the spread, the Masters winner. Okay, is going to be early, so wake your ass up seven thirty in the morning. It's probably going to be earlier than that. But I mean, damn, Tiger's in it, Rory's in it, Ricky's in it. I mean, all the studs are in it. And then you got the one o'clock NFL football games, and then you got the Bengals Steelers at four thirty, and. <laughs> We know none of you motherfuckers are making it to the primetime yeah, game. So, no, it, I, Jake, I didn't even look and see who's playing because ain't nobody care. Oh, I don't care. Okay, it doesn't even matter because you, because by the time fucking 5 o'clock rolls around in the city of Cincinnati, okay, I-75, 71, 275, there's going to be about six people out there driving, okay, because Besides everybody else is going to be fucking passed collapsed. out. Right, and our bridges are fucking collapsed and burning. So, I mean, here. And you DeChambeau friends. <laughs> Oh, God. He looks like Helen Keller trying to shoot the fucking target. That boy can't hit shit. Oh, God. All right, guys. Well, hey, take the Bengals. All right, take the over. I think take it's, the Bengals plus seven and yeah, a half. Yeah, take the Bengals plus seven and a half. Take the over. I think it's going to be a great game. All right. Um, if you guys got any insight, hit me up. Um, Either on the uh, the podcast messenger, okay, via Spotify, if you don't have that. It's um, Matt 
Pizarski, P-I-S-A-R-S-K-Y, okay, at gmail.com. Shoot me an email um, if you got any questions or something that you'd like us to talk about for the next one. But hopefully this entertained you for half an hour of your day. Jake, we'll be back again after the weekend yep. to recap maybe uh, Tuesday, okay, after – um, after the weekend here, maybe Sunday night, if we're still, <laughs> if or, we're still fucking coherent after the Bengals game, we'll do Monday. During Cause the, Jake, let's uh, face line. it, dude, four thirty Bengals start is going to be what? Eight o'clock, eight o'clock finish. Oh God, we're going to be fucking hit. Yeah. Your boy's going to be an Uber. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Crickets. Uber. Yeah. And if, 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 if we'll get into Dr. Crickets in a later podcast, but this is the only motherfucker that I know that can. I mean, just fall asleep at the drop of a hat. Jake thinks he's got narcolepsy. I mean, he does, don't he? I swear to God, he does. But Dr. Crickets, we'll introduce you to him at a later podcast when he can actually talk. Because tonight... Um, well, he the di- only thing he says is, I'm hit. I'm hit, yeah. And he didn't even realize that he actually opened a bar tab this evening. So, yeah, um, argue with me about I mean, I mean, here, dude. <laughs> uh, but we're going to go in and check on him. Uh, celebrate this UC win. And get ready for uh, moving day at the Masters. And uh, college football tomorrow. Bengals on Sunday. Who day? Stay hot. For Skeet in Cincinnati, I'm out. There we go, dog. That was was fun, wasn't it? Well, it's fun to get get your opinion out. Because you have this opinion in your mind. It's fun. It's easy. It's so easy to play off somebody else. Isn't it easier to just conversate and, and like, go back and forth? Bullshit. Set you up and bullshit all the time. It's funny. And then you get this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But you can just say whatever you want. Yeah. It's like therapy. It It is. It's funny. It is therapy. It is. It's fun as hell. I I never. I never thought it would be, like, 